0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Asperger Studios. Today on the show, I'm joined with Lauren Bacon-Smith. She's the Chief People Officer of Enabled Intelligence. They're a brand new startup company that just started during COVID that does artificial intelligence work for the government out in Washington, D.C. They are an integrated workforce, meaning they also hire those who are neurodivergent. So sit back, relax, and grab your favorite beverage, and I'll see you on the other side. See you there. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Asperger Studies. Today I'm joined with Lauren Bacon Smith, who is the Chief People Officer of Enabled Intelligence. Welcome to the show, Lauren.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Reed. I'm very uh, excited to be here.
0: So, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: so um, as you said i am with enabled intelligence and i oversee all of the hr department and recruiting and diversity and inclusion here at enabled intelligence um, i live in springfield virginia which is in northern virginia kind of right outside of the washington dc area and um, i am a mom to a baby and a uh fur baby our dog Sheila um and my husband Lindsey um we all live here in Northern Virginia so um a l- little bit about enabled intelligence um we are a small new um Technology company. We are a startup in the artificial intelligence space, and our office is in Falls Church, Virginia. Um, and we will be celebrating our three year anniversary in March. So um, we just moved into a new office space and Um, What we do is what we started off doing is data labeling and data annotation, but we've really expanded our service offerings to include um, really kind of the full lifecycle within um, the artificial intelligence space. So we do um, data curation, we do model testing and model development. And of course, um, the, uh, a big bulk of what we do is still that data annotation piece.
0: All right. So how did you guys come up with the idea that to hire those who are neurodiverse?
1: Yeah, so our CEO, Peter Kant, when he had the idea to start this company, um, he had heard about a program that the um, Israeli military, the Israeli Defense Forces have, um, where they were using um, some of their neurodiverse population in a cybersecurity program. And it was kind of highlighting um, the the reasons why they started this program, and um, they were talking about, you know, the uh, within neuro neurodiverse individuals, you know, common. Um, skills and characteristics are, um, you know, attention to detail, being very analytical, being good problem solvers, um, looking at things in a different way, um, being very structured. And, um, you know, these were all things that we knew that we were going to need and team members to be able to do this type of work. And, um, you know, of course, you know, in the U.S., the, the neurodiverse or even broadening it more, the disability community is definitely a very um, overlooked population when it comes to employment. They're either, um, you know, a large number of people that are unemployed or also underemployed and working in jobs where their skills are not being utilized and they are also underpaid. So, mm. um You know, being in the the D.C. metro area, there is a lot of competition for talent. So we thought this would be a great solution to, um, you know, a scalable workforce that we knew we would need to continue hiring more and more people that had these skill sets to help us be successful with the type of work we were going to be doing.
0: All right. Now, you as you've told me, you have a migrated workforce, but those who are neurodiverse and those who are regular, Do you? is your interview process different for each or is it the same?
1: No, it's actually the same. So we really, the way that we look at like our diversity and inclusion um, strategy or the way that we kind of look at inclusion in general is that everyone is different um, and everyone should feel that they have a place to work where they can be their full selves and where they feel welcome and where um, they have the potential and they're set up for success. So since we knew that we wanted to hire a really diverse workforce and that we were going to have this focus around hiring um, people that are neurodivergent, we really built the company around that. So we, from the beginning, created our interview process, our onboarding process, our training process, our the way we do communication internally. All of that is built around um, trying to accommodate, um, you know, a diverse workforce and those who are neurodiverse.
0: All right. Now, do you accommodate for all sensory issues? That your neurodiverse have?
1: Um yeah, you know, we it's interesting, we haven't had um, you know, many specific like accommodation requests that come up. We're just trying to create a really flexible environment and also think about things in advance um that. So I think then that we may be not as many individual accommodations even come up. Um, you know, one of the examples is we we just opened a new office space and it's an area that has a lot of windows and a lot of natural light. But of course, like any office building, it also has the overhead, um, you know, fluorescent lighting, and it took, you know, only maybe like 2 hours in the new office space before the team decided that they wanted to turn off the, all the overhead lighting and um you know and they they all agreed on it and they just took it upon themselves to turn the lights off. And, you know, that's totally fine with us. Um, and that's how it pretty much stays for the most part. Um, you know, there's people that have window seats that will, um, you know, adjust the blinds that, you know, have different amounts of light that they want coming in. Um, We have different um, kind of, one of our team members called them decompression rooms, which I thought was pretty cool, but, you know, kind of like quiet rooms where they can go and take a break by themselves or make a phone call or do some meditation. Um, We have a a break room that um, is our you know kind of our, our kitchen area that we have um it's a little bit like different than the other parts of the office that are um don't have you know a lot of color and textures and different kind of sensory things and it's kind of the opposite where there's a lot going on and a lot to look at and so kind of like a little bit of something for everyone Um, but you know, we are definitely very open to, we tell our team members, we ask them when they're coming on board, um, we do different, you know, surveys, but we always tell people to let us know, um, if there is something that comes up and we, you know, don't, we try to take like the negativity away from the word accommodations. I think some people think that it's a bad thing or something that's going to be held against them. And that's we really just phrase it as these are something that are available to everyone, whether you have a disability or not. We want people to feel comfortable and feel productive. Um, and, you know, we all have different things that help us be more productive. So, um, you know, that's something that, you know, inclusion means to us that everyone has access to the same things.
0: So You have um, what's called a sensory um, inclusion room basically where it's a room where they can like your, one of your staff said decompress. Yeah. That's really good because not a lot of companies I know of have something like that for those. And that's a good thing to have because when you're getting all this information and you're being overstressed, it's a good place to go just to unwind and let your mind quiet down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're really – the rooms are kind of dark. There's just like a little dim lamp in there, and, um, you know, just you can shut the door and, um, you know, take a little breather. So,
0: Now, how many people do you guys have on staff?
1: So we have about 25 people now, um, and we are – we'll be adding a few more in the the next coming months. And, you know, kind of – I guess I didn't mention earlier that – uh, the bulk of work that we do is for the federal government. So we are a government contractor. And in the world of government contracting, um, you know, it's there is a little bit of unpredictability in terms of um, growth. You know, we could find out tomorrow that we have won a new contract or there's a current client that has a new project that is coming in and that in a month we need to hire. 10 people or 50 people or you know two people whatever it is um so um you know we we know that we will um be continuing to grow
0: now do you offer mentoring for your staff for those who are neurodiverse
1: yeah um you know again i think this is something that we we offer to all of our team members um it's just a very supportive environment that um, we have a lot of people on the team where this is really their first um professional job um, outside of like maybe like a retail job or a food services job you know their first time working in an office environment um and you know we know that that comes with some unique challenges and um you know, just kind of a learning curve. So we really kind of try to structure everything, you know, keeping that in mind um, and the way that we deliver information and, um, you know, getting people used to um, working in that type of environment.
0: Now, what kind of things do you do to keep your staff happy so you don't have a high turnaround?
1: Yeah. we've worked really hard to create a uh, a good culture within the company and you know have it be a fun and inviting place for everyone to be on a daily basis you know you spend a lot of time at work so um we do things like every monday morning we get together and we have donuts and we talk about everyone's weekend and we talk about what's going to be happening then for the week um in terms of work and new projects that are rolling out um We celebrate everyone's birthday. We celebrate everyone's work anniversaries. We just, um, you know, we have different holiday parties and gatherings, like we just had a Halloween party with a costume contest and we brought in, um, you know, like a catered lunch. Um, Last year we had a holiday party, which I'm sure we will um, do here pretty soon again, where we went to a local, a local restaurant and bar and and had some food and drinks together. So, um, you know, we we know that for a lot of our team members, this is um, also their social outlet. And, um, you know, we really love the seeing how the team has evolved from when we first came into the office because we were remote for a full year during covid um, because that's when the company started. um, And we didn't even have an office. So when we came into the office, at first, everyone was pretty quiet. Um, So we did some, you know, different team building activities and started doing more of these intentional social gatherings to get people together and now everyone is just, um, you know, it's like a big family, you know, we are all very different and have different personalities and different quirks and, um, but everyone kind of understands each other and respects each other and appreciates each other for their individuality. And, you know, everyone's kind of joking with each other and, um, you know, just, uh, it's a really fun place to, to work and, and, um, you know, fun team to be a part of.
0: All right. Now, what is, what is the age range that you have employed?
1: Um, so I think, um, I'd say, probably very, you know, like early 20s to, um, or even below, I think maybe even like, I'd say maybe like 20 to, I I don't even know, you know, our oldest employee, but, um, you know, 40s, 50s, um, you know, we really don't um focus on age too much you know when we're when we're recruiting or um, hiring that's um you know I'd say we you know we kind of have a, a variety um but um yeah I think our our youngest team member that we've hired so far has been like, Um, you know, very lower 20s, but, um, you know, we are definitely, we're always looking for new ways to find talent and um, organizations or um, areas to connect with to to find new people to recruit. And, um, you know, we've definitely discussed um, connecting with some local high school programs in the area for you know, uh, high when people are graduating and getting out of high school, um, we do not require college degrees. Um, so, you know that uh, hiring somebody directly out of high school would definitely, um, you know, be a possibility for us.
0: So you would say that one of the main things that make kind of makes you stand out amongst all the other companies out there.
1: Yeah, you know, I think um, I think, you know, more companies these days are starting to realize that requiring college degree limits them on, um, you know, they're missing out on good talent because college isn't for everyone and you don't necessarily need to go to college for certain Um, careers, especially in IT and technology where, you know, people are getting certifications or for us, we don't require any previous work experience either. Um, We do all of that training in-house. You know, you do need to have a um, certain level of computer skills and be, you know, very proficient with a computer and have that kind of, um, you know, aptitude for learning technology, but, um, you don't have to have previous work experience or previous it experience or any type of certifications. We do all of that training. Um, so, you know, I think it, it just opens up a lot more, um, you know, opportunity for people and for us opens up the door to being able to find more talent. And, you know, we really try to look at, like, how can we bring people in versus screening people out?
0: All right, so That sounds good. I mean, when you're talking to kids coming right out of high school, they're fresh. They're some kids. I've known a lot of people who college just isn't for them. Yeah, they've tried like one semester and it's like they can't handle being away from home and or the workload is just too much and they and they just wind up coming back home and working somewhere you'd be like the perfect company for them because you make them feel comfortable you say hey listen we're not gonna we're gonna work with you and so on and so forth because college a lot of kids can't handle because it's a lot to be away from home it's all that extra work it's another more responsibility where you hire somebody and it you're teaching them a trade
1: yeah yeah college is also you know very expensive and um you know the way that um you know Education is set up, especially, you know, public education in high school or, you know, elementary up to high school um, is not really doesn't work for everyone. So it doesn't even, you know, allow them to get the grades to get into college. But that doesn't, you know, for us. Have any indication of someone's intelligence or capability um, in having a successful career? So, um, you know, I think that's, um, you know, the way that more companies should be thinking about it as well.
0: Now, what kind of incentives do you offer your employees? I mean, to, to entice them to stay longer? Yeah. Make them want to work with you?
1: Yeah. So we um offer all of our team members. So first of all, all of our positions are full-time positions. So that's 40 hours a week. They're actual employees of enabled intelligence. They're, you know, not a contractor or a temporary employee. Um we offer all of our team members health and dental benefits, retirement benefits, um, paid time off, and um paid holidays as well. So um you know, we also want to make sure that our team members are um, getting, you know, a a living wage. Um, So our annotators start off at $20 an hour, um, which I think, you know, we've had questions about, um, you know, I guess some companies potentially pay people with disabilities less, which is horrible in my opinion. Um, So, You know, that was a big thing for us that we wanted to make sure that, you know, we were we were paying a good wage and providing benefits to our team members as well.
0: Right Now, do you have a high turnover rate or do your employees like stay for the long haul?
1: That's a great question. Um, no, we actually have a very, very low turnover rate. We, in almost three years have only had, um, have only had two people that, um, are no longer with us on our annotation team. So, um, and one of those people, um, you know, went back to, uh, grad school in, um, at state. So, um, yeah. So the, you know, very large majority of our team, um, has, has stayed. And, um, that's something that, you know, we're, we're definitely very proud of and grateful for as well, because we do put a lot of time into training our team members and, um, really making them specialists in, in what we're doing. So, um, you know, we're very happy that they're, you know, staying with us and, um, you know, helping to continue grow the company.
0: And what kind of experience do you look for in your future employees?
1: So we really, like I mentioned before, we do not require degrees. We do not require really any previous work experience. We don't focus too much on someone's resume um, because what we're looking for is kind of hard to put on paper. What, the 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 requirements for the role and the things that you know if somebody was thinking about is this a potential fit for me the things that we need in a team member um, are a you know um, you know proficiency with with computers and ability to Mm -hmm. learn this technical skill. a level of independence that would allow you to um, come into work every day in our offices in Falls Church Virginia. Our positions are all in person. Um, We provide very uh, flexible schedules. I guess this is something I probably could have mentioned under incentives or benefits as well. Um, We have people that have Varying commutes in the northern Virginia DC Maryland Virginia uh, area there is um, it's common for people to live in say Maryland and then drive into Virginia for work or live in DC and drive into Virginia, or vice versa, and traffic here can be pretty bad, Um, so we. We also have some people that just have preferences and feel more productive working super early in the morning or some people that rather work later into the evening. So we allow very flexible schedules. Um, We have uh, some people that come in at 5 a.m. and leave, you know, at 2 a, at two p.m. Or we have some people that come in a little bit later in the morning and we'll work into the evening. We also have some people that prefer to work longer days, Monday through Thursday, and then take Friday off or just only work a few hours on Friday. So we really are pretty flexible with that. Um, but the one of the requirements we do have is that everyone is in the office by 9.30. Um, so, you know, you have to be able to be punctual, and be able to manage your own schedule. Um, mm-hmm. We do offer support if somebody wants help building out a schedule, but they're going to be responsible for you know for holding themselves accountable and and you know being on on time you know being there by nine thirty and then working the appropriate amount of hours by the end of the week and applying the right amount of hours to the projects that they're working on. Um, we um you know need team members to be able to reliably communicate in some form you know we don't um we're also flexible with that you know we have some team members that prefer to communicate via we use slack which is a you know like a chat um mm-hmm. Like system um, uh, on our computers, so you know we do a lot of communication through that, um, and some people are more comfortable with that versus having an in-person conversation. Um, but just some form of communication where you know somebody, if you're going to be late or if you're going to be out sick or you have a question about something, we need people to be able to communicate when they have questions and and need help with something. Um, those you know really are you know, and then the, the the other thing is also being able to work in a diverse environment and diverse group of people um and um you know, we have had no issues with that. Our team members get along really well and work mm-hmm. together really well and are very respectful of each other, which is great um so, you, you
0: so hit some really early birds.
1: Yes, very early birds. Um, That is not me. So I'm always so (laughs) impressed when people can, you know, wake up early, get their work done, and then they've got, you know, like half the day left ahead of them. So, you know, we just want to basically try to take any of the barriers down that, you know, are instead of making people fit into a box of what we think is best and right we try to as much as possible you know work around um you know what helps them be productive and successful so um yeah
0: have you had any issues with any of your employees or has everyone been like very good and working well together
1: Yeah, no, I mean, we have not had any like internal conflicts or anything, you know, everyone has, um, you know, not that I'm aware of that, you know, if there was, I think, you know, people would have just resolved it with each other, but we have not, um, you know, we've not had any major issues, which I think is, you know, again, employers maybe that are hesitant to hire someone that's neurodiverse. I think a lot of that just stems from them um, not having awareness or understanding what that means. And then um, also just like Allowing somebody to truly be themselves and not having it be something that has to be a big deal, you know, Um, that somebody communicates differently or, you know, sounds or acts or looks different. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't impact the end result of the work that's being done. So Mm -hmm. if everyone just kind of lets that go, like it's a non-issue.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's great. I wish more companies were like yours. I mean, you have you don't see a lot of companies hiring neurodiverse people. I mean, it's either they're afraid to train them or they just don't want to deal with it.
1: Yeah. It's it's definitely a a it's getting um more attention and awareness. There are companies and there are some big companies like, um, you know, that I've heard out there that are creating programs and starting to have um, more focus on this, like Microsoft and Mm -hmm. EY and CGI and um, some government agencies as well. You know, like I know NGA, which is one of our customers, that they have a big program big neurodiversity program that they're working on. Um, and there's other government agencies out there as well. So it is, it's starting. And, um, you know, I think it's only gonna continue to grow because other people, you know, as they start to do these type of things are gonna realize what we've realized and that, you know, this is not, you're not doing it as a, a charity case or, you know, um, we're not a nonprofit company we're a for-profit company we're doing this because it makes good business sense these are people that have good skills and um you know that we need to to be successful as a company so
0: and finally where can people find out more about you and enabled intelligence
1: So um, you can find me on LinkedIn, um, but uh, Enabled Intelligence, you can find us at enabledintelligence.net. There is a ton of information on there about the company, about our team. Um, And then also um, there is a link on there for um, our um, open positions. We always keep our data annotator position posted, even if we're not currently hiring, because we like to continuously screen people that are interested. That way, um, if... You know, we we can go through the process, and then um, once we do have a position that opens up, or multiple positions that open up, we can reach back out to people and see if they are still interested and available in a job opportunity. Um, And what that process kind of looks like is um, once you apply, we will send you a um, actual annotation assessment. So you do kind of a test project. There is some training that comes with it and um, you do an assessment so that way, Um, That helps us see if you're able to be trained in this space, and then it also helps you to um, see if it's something that you would be interested in doing, Um, you know, because this work isn't necessarily for everyone, um, but... Um, you know, so it's kind of a a two-sided project. And then if um, you do meet the qualifications on that assessment, then we would reach out and set up a um, video meeting to kind of just discuss, um, you know, a little bit more about the opportunity, what it's like to work at Enabled Intelligence, um, find out, you know, what the person thought about the assessment, and we send out all of the topics that we're going to talk about to the person before we meet. Um, you know, it's not really a like traditional interview where we're asking set questions and there's like a right or wrong answer. It's really more of just a discussion, so um, that takes some of that some of that stress and and pressure away. So.
0: That's very good because I mean, you take a lot of that pressure off of people applying for jobs, especially if they're interested in that position. I think you're making them feel more at ease. And that yeah. is so important when you're applying for jobs because when it comes to like applying for work, people get nervous, they get anxious, they don't know if the company's going to accept them. This way, you're saying, Hey, apply, let's see what you know. And then if we if you fit, let's have a chat. Exactly.
1: Yeah, we you know we're not trying to catch people off guard or quiz them or um, you know like our goal is not to um, set people up for failure. We want people to be successful. Um, so we um, you know have really tried to structure our our recruiting and screening process around that. So.
0: And that's it ladies and gentlemen that was Lauren Bacon Smith from Enable with Intelligence. Thank you so much Lauren.
1: Thank you so much Reed. This was wonderful. All
0: right. See you on the next one everyone.
2: things used to be I'm no big fan of now I must have some sweeter memories somewhere in the clouds All you used to be Gonna miss all you had Consigned to the dustbins of history Like opinions from your dead You can talk to the freaks. You can talk to just about anybody. You happen to meet. It ain't what it was, and it is what it is. Time.